and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm Rod. Hello, folks. It's the other guy on the other podcast, John Hogue here. And live and direct from exotic Valdosta, Georgia, we have Diana. How are you doing? You have me. You have me. I'm right here. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. yes, yes, you can find my good friend John Hogue's blogging at hoguash.com. And Stacy's been known to blog at theothermccain.com and other fine spots around the interwebs. And Diana blogs as well, do you not? Every now and again at dealyadvancement.com, my blog. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, anyways. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Here's a headline out of the Valdosta Daily News. Valdosta woman trapped in Israel. Mm -hmm. Yes, she's the rabbi's wife, which is quite terrifying because she is not young and uh, we worry. (laughs) Yes, uh, it is the wife of the rabbi Mm -hmm. of the of the uh, wait a minute there's a temple and uh there's a synagogue in valdosta yes there is it's on bay tree i've been i've been there um we were packing never mind you don't need to know yeah (laughs) moshe elbaz's wife jacqueline Mm -hmm. is trapped in israel uh she was in a town north of uh tel aviv out of range of Hamas rocket attacks. So, uh, oh, thank God. So, wow, that's uh, that's some timely news out of Valdosta, Georgia. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah and uh, I guess it's time for. Go the, ahead, Stacy. Start ranting. Yes, it's time Rant for the away, football. My friend. But yeah, it's time for. I'm sorry. It's time for the uh, football. And uh, I, I get to start first because I was absolutely stunned by a game today. <laughs> yes, Van, Vanderbilt. Yeah, by the way, folks, if you don't know, John got his engineering school at that uh, engineering degree at that quaint school known as Vanderbilt University. Yeah, and 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 it's the only private. Uh, university with the guts to play in the SEC. <laughs> and uh, uh, last week we lost to Missouri. The odds were like three to one uh, uh, in favor of Missouri. The odds were are like 20 to one in favor of uh, Georgia today for yeah. some reason. Number one ranked Georgia. Georgia beat, beat Vanderbilt. But the thing that surprised me 
is Vanderbilt actually did better against Georgia than they did against Missouri. Yes, yeah, so the final score there was 37 to 20, but for a long time mm-hmm. in the first half, uh, well, uh, Vanderbilt got the first touchdown. Uh, Georgia so tied it, but then Georgia went went ahead uh, uh, 24 to 7 at halftime on their way. Uh, Vanderbilt came back for two, two touchdowns. In the uh, fourth quarter, and it was 37 to 20 uh, in uh, Nashville. Yes, I mean, there goes a home field advantage, but that doesn't explain Georgia doing, uh, letting Vanderbilt get away with that much. Out on the West Coast, uh, the barn burner uh, between um, uh, Pac 10s, Pac 12 schools. Oh, it's the Pac 12 now. I'm so old fashioned. (laughs) Anyways, Oregon, uh, with four minutes to go, uh, number eight ranked Oregon leads number seven ranked Washington, uh, 33 to 29. Uh, in Pittsburgh, uh, the undefeated and 14th ranked Louisville Cardinals uh, have just kicked off and are leading uh, Pittsburgh seven to nothing. Uh, uh, let's see what other games did we have today? Uh, just finishing up in Knoxville, uh, 19th ranked Tennessee goes to five and one, defeating uh, unranked Texas A&M 20 to 13. There's an Aggie joke lurking in there someplace, but I'm not going for it. Yeah, um, there was an upset. Uh, it Oklahoma State unranked. Uh, defeated number 23, Kansas, 39-32. Number six ranked uh, Penn State had no trouble at all with UMass. Uh, The Mass Holes lost uh, 63 to nothing. Uh, Out on another West Coast game, uh, number 16, Utah, uh, defeated... Cal Berkeley, 34 to 14. So the Mormons beat the commies. Uh, Number 11 ranked Alabama struggled today. What? Anyways. They're the uh, golden bears. They're the (laughs) golden bears, the California commies. Anyway, so uh, the 11, I'm sorry. Okay. Number 11, Alabama, Mm -hmm. roll tide. Uh, struggled, mm-hmm. but managed to defeat Arkansas and Tuscaloosa, twenty-four to twenty-one. The wow. Florida, uh, the Florida State Seminoles, uh, Seminoles. What? Uh, uh, Florida State FSU ranked number four. We had to know that's a Florida joke. My a buddy of mine was his dad was a Florida alumni. Florida. <laughs> FSU number four uh, defeated Syracuse forty-one to three. Number three Ohio State uh, stomped Purdue forty-one to seven. And number two Michigan uh, walloped Indiana fifty-two to seven in Ann Arbor. And that uh, brings you up to date on today's college football scoreboard. Okay. Yeah, okay. So we're done. We're done with that. Of course, you know, football is a team sport, but politics mm-hmm. is supposed to be one as well. Stacey. Yes, that was the uh, headline on my uh, blog uh, this week uh, when I was uh, uh, bitching, <laughs> if I may use that word. Um, 
uh, about complaining the, uh, bitterly. Complaining bitterly. Yeah, that's Fuming. a good word for it. Uh, uh, um, the pro it, see, there's two teams in mm -hmm. in American politics, and you can't escape that. Um, uh, Although uh, Kennedy is trying. Uh, oh, RFK, yeah, Jr., we're, yeah, right? Okay, RFK yeah. Jr., okay. I, I, I started to start to say, wait, why are you bringing up my daughter? Anyways, um, uh, Bill Crystal um, uh, tweeted out some uh, criticism of the Biden administration's uh, 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 policy vis-a-vis -vis Iran, which, of course, reflects uh, on what happened in Israel last weekend, mm -hmm. which we'll get to later. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but the point is, is, is that, uh, as I said last week, after the, the, the squabble over the speakership, um, yeah, which really made me angry. It, it reminded mm -hmm. me of what Casey Stingle said about the 1962 New York Mets can't anybody here play this game? And uh, so as much trouble as we have with our team, I wouldn't want to uh, be on the team chosen by the never-Trump crowd, uh -huh. uh, uh, not a, including uh, Bill Crystal, Tom Nichols, Rick Wilson, Steve Schmidt, and many others. Uh -huh. uh, God, Tom Nichols. God, what an adult. The expert Tom <laughs> Nichols. God, I hate him. Anyway, so so they quit the GOP in a childish tantrum mm -hmm. on their um, problem with Trump, and and so they're now de facto allies of the Democrats and Sleepy Joe. And um, the fact that uh, uh, Biden's Middle East policy, whatever the hell it is, uh, has something to do with. Oh, I know what it is. Losing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, but uh, whatever his policy is, it's, um, it's um, uh, you know, it's failing. And so mm -hmm. the Never Trump crew reminds me of all those hot shot football players. This is football talk here again. Mm -hmm who, having failed to win the starting quarterback job as a freshman at a major conference powerhouse, decide to enter the transfer portal only to end up at some third-rate uh, program. And so, so the Never Trump crew have uh, effectively uh, joined the Democratic Party, which puts them on the same team uh, with those left-wing fringe kooks chanting free, free Palestine in Times sure. Square. And I uh, pointed out, uh, I called up the signs, and because you can always see this, this has been for uh, over 20 years uh, mm -hmm. I've been paying attention to this, yeah. um, uh, showing the uh, that the signs... Um, uh, held up the pre-printed signs at the uh, yep. Times Square rally uh, yep. were issued by the Workers World Party, and their yep. uh, that's a splinter communist group, and another Trots, a splinter Trotskyist, which makes it yes. even funnier. 
Yeah, yeah, well, they, yeah, it's crazy. It's a splinter of a splinter of a splinter. And then there's mm -hmm. the Party for Socialism and Liberation, which splintered off from the Workers' World Party. And so that's where the uh, energy is coming from, from a lot of these uh, uh, protests. And mm -hmm. as I said, as I said about these people, there is no anti-American movement they will not support. And that includes uh, being pro-Hamas. Um, so um, so this is the team uh, that Bill Crystal has joined. And uh, as I say, the worst people always end up together somehow, and they certainly deserve each other. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, watching what was I been, can't believe been, him. Watching what has been going on within the Republicans, especially in the mm. House for the last uh, week and a half or so, has just been mm. marvelous. Although there was a. Um, a thing Marvelous in as a thing to marvel at, right. not in right. as a wonderful thing. Yes. Uh, and uh, it's been uh, kind of uh, iffy for a lot of people. Uh, I, I did see a, uh, a thing in, uh, in the Hill uh, last night that basically said Jordan has clinched the nomination. So we'll see how good their reporting is when uh, people actually uh, vote. But yeah, well, the, th the thing is, is that the reason that the speakership is vacant mm. is because eight Republicans joined mm. the Democrats to vote out Kevin McCarthy. Now, as I said last week, you know, you may not like uh, Kevin McCarthy. You may uh, mm. disagree with him, stuff like this. But this past 10 days, you know, has just been a fucking nightmare a public we needed relations a single voice we needed a single voice speaking on the floor of the house representing the very angry base of the republican party somebody needed to be there and we didn't have anybody right and uh. it, it 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 it's you know and Thank you, Matt Gates, world-renowned uh, super genius of politics. On the other hand, he did beat uh, Rebecca Jones for the, the job. Well, good oh, for so him. But uh, frankly, frankly, if my district, cat could have beaten Rebecca Jones, yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. I'm speaking of the one I don't like very much. Some days, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> having having actually had several interactions with uh, Mrs. Jones. Uh, I'm just not going there. Um, yeah. Basically, though, uh, there has been other kinds of news going through the week, believe it or not, mm -hmm. and, and some of it not necessarily directed uh, or directly connected to the war. We've had some mm -hmm. extremely bad economic news this week that a lot of people missed. Uh, Hard to Paul, miss some of it. Well, but Paul Krugman has uh, said that inflation uh, has uh, gone back to reasonable levels. <laughs> yeah, Paul right. Krugman, who is always wrong about everything. Uh, well, I mean, that's basically got me to the point where I'm expecting uh, at least one more round of severe price increases. Uh, you know, but uh, that that's mm. the news. And oh, oh, there was another bit of political news uh, that relates to the economy from mm. a, a a Democrat who is reasonably prominent now, but is struggling to become more prominent. Um, 
No. <sighs> Barbara I mean, Lee can't drive a self-driving car. Yeah, but she's running for Diane Feinstein's Senate seat. Uh, but she has, well, I, I don't know, may, maybe she has already moved to Maryland. But anyway, she's, she's running for, <laughs> she's come out in favor of, you ready for this? A $50 an hour minimum wage. <sighs> now, okay, now, whenever the Remember, state, this is coming from the woman who can't drive a self-driving car. But, Keep this but, in mind, everybody. Okay. It's important. Look, whenever the feds <laughs> or a state raise the minimum wage, what they do is they make it a, another cohort of workers who aren't mm -hmm. as economically valuable uh, uh, as uh, to correct the, the thing. They basically outlaw their working in the uh, above the table economy. So they either go off the uh, box or they uh, off the uh, off the books uh, economy, or they. Uh, they go, uh, you know, to the unemployment lines. But mm -hmm. here's here's the, the other welfare thing. lines. Yeah, here's the other thing. If you go to the Office of Personnel Management's dot mm. gov opm .gov website, the average pay for a federal civil servant works mm. out to forty dollars and eighty two cents an hour. So Lee is suggesting a twenty two and a half percent raise. <laughs> for the for the average federal bureaucrat, now that's not all of them get there because uh, uh, they're the GS wage uh, scale, uh, pay, the pay grades go up to GS fifteen, and there's like ten mm -hmm. steps for longevity in your pay grade. But GS fourteen step three already makes more than fifty dollars an hour, and of course all the GS fifteens do. So mm -hmm. uh, that she's that that that. So basically, most of the federal workers then are making what she thinks is less than should be less than minimum wage. But let's go mm. back to the real. Let's go back to the real world. Let's Let say, us quickly. Well, no, I mean, pretend you own a Burger King franchise, right? How much would you have to charge for a Whopper if you have to pay every employee fifty bucks an hour? <laughs> Hello, kiosk. Yes, well, that, that, that's hard. That's. For a full but time, somebody's got to fry the damn for thing. A full, for, yeah. for a full-time uh, employee equivalent, that's like $104,000 a year. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's just wages. You're gonna If you're going to have any benefits in your share of Social Security's uh, tax, forget about mm -hmm. what it's going to cost. Then anyway, um, and then how many would you have to lay off to stay in business? Or could you even afford to have an employee? You couldn't. That's, so it's like... Um, Anyway, you couldn't. That, the margins on fast food are stupid thin. Well, yeah, uh, but I mean, think about how oh, people don't even know think about, about profit oh. margins. You know, they they have this idea that corporations, and they use that word in such corporate these greedy corporations are, and and they have no idea like the grocery store. Okay, what is the margin of profit at the grocery store? What is the margin of profit? About one point four percent, actually. Right, right, right. Most retail uh, uh, businesses have have you know very narrow uh, profit margins. You know? well, very but, narrow. Yes, but even even exceedingly well, an exceedingly well managed corporate entity uh, can make ten percent of return on sales. Okay. Mm. 
And, but that 10% return on sales is then what they have to use to uh, invest in like new equipment when their mm -hmm. delivery truck wears out and that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. So all that, that, that profit doesn't come out as cash in the owner's pocket. It comes out no, it does not. In, in growth of the business and, and which creates new jobs. But anyway, that's an example Maybe. of people who, who have think that the world works according to their wishes <laughs> rather than uh, real world facts. Uh, Wishing and, uh, does not make it so friends. Well, it can, you can have uh, uh, your own wishes lead to your own oppression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was uh, a, a post uh, I put up this morning. I'd worked mm -hmm. on it a while and, and, it's very good. You have to understand that sometimes I get to these things. Uh, uh, what leads me to write about something? Um, yeah, I do have one correction for you as we go down, but go ahead. Go for it. Okay. As I was saying, uh, what leads me to write uh, uh, some things? Uh, you, you, uh, what happened was is that I was looking for a book that I knew existed um, <laughs> called. The Politically Incorrect Guide to the Middle East. Okay, this is mm. put out by Regnery Publishing. The Politically Incorrect Guide to the Middle East. And, and when I called it up, I recognized the name of the author. <laughs> when I first joined the staff of the Washington Times in 1998, our chief foreign correspondent was Marty Seif. A native of Belfast, Marty had traveled the world filing bylines from nearly 50 different countries and had been nominated three times for the Pulitzer Prize. Whenever the subject of the Middle East came up, and it was during the Clinton years that the phrase peace process entered our vocabulary, oh. Marty was fond of repeating Israeli diplomat Abba Iban's quote, about the Palestinians, quote, the Arabs never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity, end quote. Uh, that sadly summarizes what the Palestinians have done to themselves in Gaza. And, and then I recount the history of how it is that Gaza is what it, well, what it is now. Yeah, and uh, you, you didn't take it quite back far enough, but... Uh, uh, oh, gosh, no. Uh, basically, uh, you wind up going back to the 8th century BC to uh, uh, deal with all the various uh, people conquering it and passing it around, and you wind up with uh, the Babylonians and the Persians and the Greeks and the Romans, and, and then it goes downhill from there. Oh. Yeah, as I said, you're, if you want to complain about colonialism and imperialism vis-a-vis -vis Israel, you, you're going to have to go back a long way because that whole mm -hmm. region has been conquered and reconquered at one point. At one point, Napoleon had mm -hmm. captured Egypt, okay? Very so, briefly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, he this, abandoned an entire army there. Let's be clear on that one. Yeah, well, anyways, but... Okay. Well, we did get the Rosetta Stone out of yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. um, you know, and, and I, I recount all this history about how how Gaza ended up the way it did, because so many people seem confused about it. As I well, said, duh. liberals 
make the same mistake about this situation that they make on every other issue. Having made an idol of equality, liberals decide that members of a less than successful group are victims of oppression and then accuse their more successful neighbors of perpetrating this oppression. Uh, part of this, as I say, is rooted in the our natural um, uh, tendency to cheer for the underdog. That's that's just human nature. But turning that into a fundamental principle of politics will lead you into folly. And as I examined the rhetoric spewed in support of the Palestinian cause, I couldn't help but think of George Orwell's remark. Thank you. One has to belong to the intelligentsia to believe things like that. No ordinary man could be such a fool. This and, from the uh, man who got himself shot through the throat in Catalonia. In Catalonia. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He learned us some hard lessons in Spain. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, that's one way to uh, un become a non-fool. But here's the thing mm -hmm. about the Arabs, okay? The oh. Arabs, the Arabs were one of the colonizers of that area. Mm -hmm. Okay, the only group of people that had been there uh, for, for the last three thousand years with a continuous presence are uh, Jews. Uh, not yes. many of them from uh, at some times, but from various Jews. points. Yes. But anyway, the, the, so no, no, but the Arabs were the ninth century colonizer, and then in, uh, when the Turks took over. Uh, oh boy! They, they became the losers, and they've been the losers since uh, what the fifteenth uh, century. Sixteenth, uh, actually, um, they mm. were doing okay during the fifteenth and sixteenth, uh, middle of the sixteenth into the seventeenth century. Then everything sort of falls apart for them. Well, uh, uh, but uh, it basically that part of the Turks got that before they got to Constantinople. So yeah, I'm going with the 15th. After quoting Orwell, I embedded a, uh, on the blog, I embedded a tweet uh, showing a pro Hamas protest on the campus of the university of Wisconsin at Madison. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Glory the University the of Wisconsin at Madison. Yeah. Do you know so, who goes to law school at the University of Wisconsin, Madison? I don't know. Who? My son. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. And so and so I'm like, what the actual hell? Madison, Wisconsin, you apparently have enough Hamas there. You know, mm. to have a rally, and people are people are supporting this. No, they have enough commies there to have a rally. Well, anyways, but yeah, I'm very glad that I did not go to engineering school at uh, the University of Wisconsin. Mm. The um, anyways, uh, so that little little rage point at Cheeselandia, mm. as I call it. Um, mm. Uh, so I was, I was kind of upset, but the, this idea that, um, on our university campuses, this idea of victimhood, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. All you have to, they sit around, they go around looking for situations of, of groups to declare that they're victims of oppression so that they can have rallies for them, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like, man, you know, 
it, that worldview is just so fucked up. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's the well, same. It's a, it's a wonderful grift. If you can get yourself, um, uh, if you can be Ibrahim, Ibram X. Kendi, Yes. And uh, claim that you uh, can identify the oppressed, and of course, all white people are the oppressors. Um, and uh, just you know, just you can rake in the money if you can just be the person who is the arbiter of who's a victim, who's an oppressor. Yeah, but uh, you know, one of the people, one of the groups that you don't see uh, these people out on the street. Uh, uh, going for i mean these people essentially are fascists but oh, you don't see them are. but you don't see them uh, rallying for hitler you don't <laughs> or the or the, or or the japanese uh uh empire of, that we saw in the second world war and oh and good that's lord because, well and they'll quit rally, rallying for hamas when the same uh they come to the same end i i had a blog up uh mm -hmm. earlier this week uh called What Winning Looks Like. And it starts mm. off with a picture of, of Atlanta in 1864. And it has Not pictures, a bad choice. It has a picture of um, uh, Berlin and another one of Hiroshima in 1945. And, you know, we haven't had a problem with Confederates or Germans or Japanese since... Mm -hmm. We took them and defeated them and made them understood how defeated they were. When a war yeah. is completely won, one side crushes the other mm -hmm. and kills them off and lays waste to their country until their will to continue fighting is destroyed. And war is going to continue on and off between Israel and Hamas until one side does it to the other. Um, so it would the Israelis, and hopefully it will be Israel. Yeah, well, the Israelis will be wise to to do it. And the thing is, is that there used to be an understanding that was that was just part of the way people understood how the world works. People of my father's generation, people who had fought mm -hmm. in the Second World War and seen this sort of stuff, understood mm -hmm. that you had to crush your enemies. Barzini's dead. So is Philip Tatalia. Mm. Mo Green. Stracci. Cuneo. Today I settle all family business, so don't tell me you're innocent, Carla. Admit what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, these are the famous lines from the Godfather 1973 movie. 1972. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I got that wrong. I, how did I do that? Well, anyways, uh, I, I, I quote the Godfather in a post called Israel and the Godfather. Um, mm. Because uh, last week I learned that Diana... Has never watched The Godfather. It's a mob movie. <laughs> yeah, she said it's a mob movie. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's a mob movie in roughly the same sense that <laughs> Casablanca is a World War II movie. I mean, the, the, the whole thing is it's about honor and duty and fate, really. Um, 
you know, it, it, it was the circumstances that, that, that you mm-hmm. know, Michael Corleone's father, the godfather, Don mm-hmm. Corleone, wanted to keep him out of the family business, but uh, fate had other ideas, and so he ended up uh, ended up becoming the Godfather himself. And so, and so, the, and so that is the 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 sort of the tragic arc of the movie. Uh, you know, it begins with a wedding, okay, of of his sister Connie, and it ends with his sister Connie coming in to accuse him of having her her. Uh, husband killed which of course he's guilty and then he lies to her about it uh you know but uh carlo rizzi really what he didn't just say it's just business right right well not not to that but you need to watch the movie diana no uh, uh but but basically he didn't he didn't kill all that that was the one revenge killing uh uh for uh Carlo selling out uh, Sonny, but for the rest of them, for killing Mo Green, for killing Tatalia, I mean, it was just business. <laughs> By the way, we're at the point of the bottom of the hour where Stacy, it's just business. Okay, <laughs> speaking of business, yes, folks, if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column, uh, a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account uh, where you can donate uh, dollars, pesos, euros, yen, shekels, any currency you've got except Russian rubles. Uh, you can contribute. I don't think we take Hamas lira. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, you can't. Uh, uh, you can contribute via PayPal to help support the blog to help support the podcast and of course uh to help keep my wife happy uh because my wife likes it uh, when i make money off this endeavor and uh keeping my wife happy is job number one meanwhile over at my good friend john hoag's blog hoagwash.com i don't have a yellow button but i do have a tip jar icon in the side bar on the right click on that be taken away to my paypal account and you can help support the blog uh, or the podcast or both or just send a donation i'll be happy for that as well um regardless of how you choose to support us uh, and there are various options down there in the sidebar you can figure it out as you go by please remember the five most important words in the english language Hit the freaking tip jar. Yes, please. Now, Stacy. Yes. That or um, hire me. Please hire me. <laughs> yes. Uh, Stacy, uh, you notice we make an appeal uh, to people to support our work based on what we're doing. This is not like uh, the, that famous cover of uh, uh, National Lampoon with the revolver pointed at the dog. Buy the magazine or we'll shoot this dog. Yes. And, 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 we're, and, and we're not going to behead any babies either. Yes, oh. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, the headline on the post was Palestinian resistance equals beheading babies. And yep. The, Dear uh, God. The national organization Students for Justice in Palestine um, 
called for a day of resistance um, in support of Hamas. Uh, that day of resistance was Thursday, explaining mm. why I saw that stupid rally my in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, that made me so angry. <clears throat> uh, anyways, there are a campus organization that has been accused of fostering anti-Semitism at American universities. Oh, yes. And um, they issued, let me read this from their Instagram account. Quote, today we witness a historic win for the Palestinian resistance. Oh, a historic win. Uh, across land, air, and sea, our people have broken down the artificial barriers of the Zionist entity, taking with it the facade of an penetrable settler colony and reminding each of us that total return and liberation to Palestine is near. Catching the enemy completely by surprise, the Palestinian resistance... During the day of prayer. The Palestinian resistance has captured over a dozen settlements surrounding Gaza along with many occupation soldiers and military vehicles. This is what it means to free Palestine, not just slogans and rallies, but armed confrontation with the oppressors. Uh -huh. That's uh, armed confrontation of civilians who are unarmed. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. Hamas then asked for a worldwide day, to, a day of rage on Friday the 13th. Uh, and then there's been some yeah. uh, all sorts of other things going on today, especially in Europe. Um, uh, I had a post called Being Prepared. Uh, went up last uh, night that says, today was supposed to have been a day of rage. Perhaps it was in some places, but in rural America, it was quiet. Very. That, that doesn't mean that we were unprepared. Indeed, it's likely that there was a causal connection between preparation and tranquility and to, uh, tranquility and to, uh, in order to explain why I didn't think there was anyone out there trying to damage my calm calm yesterday mm. uh, it's a picture of, uh, of my desk where I blog and mm -hmm. sitting in front of the keyboard is a clip of eight rounds of 30 odd six ammo mm -hmm. <laughs> This right in my M1. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be mighty handy. Get off my lawn. Well, anyways, yeah, yeah. The the uh, rural America seems to be uh, 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 so far. Uh, we have had no uh, eruptions of pro Hamas. Uh, sentiment. I think you would find it. I think you would find it really, really surprising how many of my quiet little, my quiet friends went quietly armed mm. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well I, were you expecting that much trouble from the college? Uh, to be honest, if trouble started, it wasn't going to last. No, but I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, you know, in some of the, uh, 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 urban centers of uh, America, <laughs> people who have basically had their calm severe, severely damaged. Yes. Michelle Goldberg. Ah. 
columnist for, for the uh, uh, columnist for the uh, New York Times. Uh, Michelle, Go my headline: Michelle Goldberg, after lying down with Jew-hating dogs, expresses chagrin about waking up with Jew-hating fleas. You know the saying: "Lie down with dogs, wake up, get up with fleas." With fleas. And, and and suddenly. Suddenly, uh, uh, she has been awakened to the fact that uh, some of her, uh, uh, some of her "quote unquote" allies in the uh, Democratic Caucus are 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 not really hip. Uh, uh, her headline was "The Massacre in Israel and the Need for a Decent Left." I'm going to read you her lead Delusional. here. By the way, she's a horrible writer. I can't stand her. Um, one Tuesday, on Tuesday evening, she writes, I was drinking, drinking. on the porch of my friend. Yeah, right. You're drinking on Tuesday evening. On the on, porch. Yeah, yeah, right. On Tuesday evening, I was drinking on the porch of my friend and neighbor, Misha Shulman, the Israeli-born rabbi of a progressive New York synagogue called the Lord. New Shul. All day... He'd been on the phone with congregants deeply distraught over the massacres and mass kidnapping in Israel. Of all the people he spoke to, he said, those most devastated were either people who had lost close friends or family or young Jews completely shattered by the response of their lefty friends in New York who were either justifying Hamas's atrocities or celebrating them outright. The sense of deep betrayal is not limited to New York. Many progressive Jews have been profoundly shaken by the way some on the left are treating the terrorist mass murder of civilians as noble acts of anti-colonial resistance. And I'm saying this could only, and, and I respond to her by saying this could only be surprising to those who have paid no attention to the Jew-hating climate on university campuses fostered by the anti-Israel BDS movement. Um, I, I don't think any conservative uh, was surprised by the pro-Hamas rally in New York. Oh, no. right? Okay, where where else are you going to have a pro-Hamas rally? Um, San Francisco. And, yeah, Black Lives Matter celebrated the terrorist attack. We weren't surprised at all, and uh, and uh, so uh, so this is entirely predictable. Um, mm -hmm. Anna Althaus, uh, who is by the way in. Madison, Wisconsin, last time I checked. Nice former mm -hmm. professor at the law school there. Right, right, right. Small world. Um, anyways, Ann Althouse notes that Goldberg gets in a shot at conservatives in her column because, of course, of course she must. That's what they do. And that's the <laughs> only reason she's got a job is because that's what she gets paid to do is to take mm -hmm. shots at conservatives. And so, anyways, meanwhile... Speaking. But I do have to add one comment here. Her search for a for a decent left. The yes. problem is that she's seeking an obtainium. The left an is inherently indecent. It's actively anti-decency. 
on the grounds that decency is bourgeois and repressive. Mm-hmm. Don't forget yeah. that. Speaking of uh, repression, hello. <laughs> Hi, Ginger. I hear your claws, dear. Yes, uh, Ginger dancing on the steps because uh, Mama just got home and is uh, about to take Ginger for a walk. And Ginger does love her Mama. Yes, anyways. Well, uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, (laughs) Noah Berlatsky. Yeah, Noah Berlatsky, a name I've uh, been familiar with for uh, almost 10 years now. Noah Berlatsky, who seems to be okay with pedophiles, sure does hate Republicans. And and that's just something that could be something that's just going around on the left. You remember uh, when you posted uh, to Twitter about this, one of the responses that came back to your post was, gee, I think I remember another pedophile who... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, birds of a feather, huh? Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, uh, uh, we're, we're talking about somebody who sued Stacy and me for yeah, it's uh, a long, long time. story. Yeah. It's, it's, hey, it's uh, tomorrow is the tenth anniversary of his filing the federal RICO suit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we, we speak, of course, of the subway of the Speedway bomber. bomber. Yes. Uh, Anyways, but we're not going to get into that. But uh, uh, what we are going to get into is who is Noah Berlatsky? Well, uh, Noah Berlatsky. <laughs> Why uh, should anybody care? <laughs> uh, Noah Berlatsky uh, first uh, came to my attention about uh, 2015 uh, when he was doing this whole male feminist trip and, mm. and basically. Uh, Telling feminists how to be feminists, um, <laughs> which reminds me, uh, Dylan Mulvaney True has, been named, has been named uh, uh, Babylon Bee's Man of the Year, <laughs> which just has to make you say, "Couldn't they find a lesbian?" Noah Berlaski, as I said, um, a few years uh, after I first uh, started noticing uh, Berlaski's work, um, he became communication director for Prostasia, a non-profit group that is reportedly attempting to legitimize pedophilia under the guise of helping children. Um, Um. A feminist, Anna Slat, said all Mm -hmm. of Prostasia's goals and campaigns lead to the exact same conclusion, the total normalization and acceptance of pedophilia in wider society. Yeah, so so this is Noah Berlatsky, right? Okay, and... uh, uh, his history is is uh, it be- became very notorious uh, this past summer when he attacked the uh, uh, traffic anti-trafficking film, uh, The Sound of Freedom. So that's Noah Berlatsky and her his headline uh, immediately after the attacks in Israel uh, is quote, Republicans respond to attack on Israel by demonstrating their unfitness, in which he said, Republicans have used the crisis to indulge in monstrously irresponsible lies 
and inflammatory conspiracy theories that seem designed to hobble peace efforts and encourage discussion, dissension, 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 confusion, and war. Yes, yes. So Republicans, Republicans are to blame, right? Hamas attacks Israel. And Noah Berlansky says Republicans. You got to watch out for those Republicans. It's their fault. So, um, so I'm yeah, kind of uh, at a loss as to how uh, how there's any kind of uh, peace efforts possible in this right. particular situation. I'm a you little know, at a loss. As I said, all the worst people always seem to mm. end up on the same side and and, and don't say though yet another case of that one well no some some of them uh actually don't take an active side as such but they run Mm. off to a sideline that kind of makes you wonder where they are for example take the united nations oh please uh, no, the, you would think that the United Nations would have done something about this, uh, particularly the, the, the United Nations Commission on women, <laughs> the status of women, uh, that because of, uh, you know, uh, the, the non-combatant women uh, being attacked in, in the situation going on with Hamas. But no, on uh, the 9th of this month, right, mm. which is like Monday, uh, UN Women's Twitter account uh, says, remember, trans lesbians are lesbians too. Let's uplift and honor every expression of love and identity. Happy International Lesbians Day. Happy International Lesbians Day. And that's when they choose to throw the trans Erase women. Go ahead. Yeah, Yeah, because because at the same time people are dying in Israel, yeah, mm. and and but that's so important for the United Nations to you know, uh, tell you that trans lesbians are lesbians. Yeah, it's, uh, who's running their social media? Can you imagine it was, being in charge? I don't know. Being in charge of the Twitter account for the UN. Great timing. I think you know it's just great timing. Meanwhile, though, you know, if we get back here uh, dealing with uh, domestic. Uh, domestic stuff. Uh, you uh, let's just keep going on your pedophile track. Oh my God! Oh yeah, yeah. We took a we took a a detour there. We're 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 back to something uh, that I had referenced uh, last week. You know, um, I, I last week I wrote about Josh Kruger, the left wing Philadelphia journalist who mocked concern about rising crime. In Democrat-run cities, well, Philadelphia is more violent than uh, Chicago, and uh, it is somewhat <laughs> less violent than uh, Baltimore. Uh, yes, or, or for that matter, somewhat barely less, somewhat less violent than Gaza City at the moment. But yes, mm. Josh Kruger, um, who who would mock concerns about violent crime in uh, uh, mm. Democrat cities. Uh, was shot to death in his home. He was shot, I think, seven or eight seven times. Seven times. Yeah, yeah, seven times, yes. And and uh, at the time that I reported that, I, I, I was 
uh, I was thinking that it was probably just another random street robbery because uh, the city known as Philadelphia, it's pretty easy to get shot to death. So I thought it was probably some kind of robbery or something. Well, I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. The 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 Phil the uh, um, hang on a second here. The Philadelphia Inquirer re referred to Kruger as being proudly queer and openly HIV positive. Okay. Ugh. And, uh, but the uh, Philadelphia police uh, came out and said that they had identified a person of interest whom that they did not immediately named. Um, um, but then uh, it came out, it was uh, a teenager named Robert Edmund Davis, who is now 19 years old, Rome, Robert Edmund Davis, and a police department spokesman in Philadelphia said, quote, at this time, we believe that Mr. Kruger was trying to help Mr. Davis, huh. and they were acquaintances. He was just trying to help him get through his life, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Plot twist. Okay. Mm -hmm. The family of Robert Davis, who was accused of killing local journalist Josh Kruger, said that Davis was just 15, 15, when he and Kruger began a years-long relationship involving drugs, and that mm -hmm. Davis told them Kruger was threatening to post sexually explicit videos of him online before he shot Kruger to death. Um, mm. Multiple law enforcement sources have, have referred to the explicit photos and messages they found on Kruger's phone, and, mm. and they, they, the, the, uh, they were disturbing enough uh, that they have been turned over to the department's special victims unit. Anyways, Davis, uh, the 19-year-old, uh, faced mental health issues from a young age. When he was about 15, his uh, mother said, his mm -hmm. troubles intensified after he started sneaking out in the middle of the night and coming home high on drugs. And, uh, oh. and that's, that's uh, basically uh, uh, how Josh and... Uh, the man now accused of killing him uh, uh, got together apparently when uh, it, it was some sort of grooming at least going on there. I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I, I, you know, don't want to uh, presume to know things that I don't actually know, but it sure looks bad. And, and uh, Dana Pico has pointed out that this would have been a felony. Okay. Uh, and, and, and by the way, people are starting to ask, why didn't the gay community speak out if they knew that uh, Josh Davis was, uh, Josh Kruger was doing this? And so, uh, so I'm not saying that Josh Kruger deserved to be shot to death. No. I'm just saying it's ironic. And, At this uh, exact instant, we don't know enough to say he signed his own death warrant, but I can't say that you were wrong with that speculation. Yeah, he basically called in artillery fire on his own coordinates. I, I yeah, mean, yeah, he scratched like, his back there. 
Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, uh, pretty much uh, uh, suicide by other means. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you know this one. That's the kind of story I enjoy not covering. Yeah, the suspect is still at large. Yeah. Um, in, any, in any case, though, uh, you know we usually end with a crazy people are dangerous, and <laughs> while that one came mind-bogglingly close it wasn't exactly the same thing um so i picked one that uh isn't exactly a crime story but once again i think i used the the line uh about uh, being uh damaging my calm uh this is one that i picked up from wwl the uh radio station in new orleans or their website there is a louisiana supermarket uh, that is offering, are you ready for this? Pumpkin spice bacon. It's so wrong. It it's is so what? wrong. Pumpkin, Stop! pumpkin spice bacon. And bacon as, is perfect in itself. Stop well, it. I, I did an are you pondering what I'm pondering as a joke about four years ago about uh, the idea of pumpkin spice bacon. And now it's working about the universe. The John F. Martin and Sons Company has got thick cut, liquid smoke, pumpkin spice, bacon. Okay. Stop it. Is an example of craziness that is dangerous. That is. Anyways, well. uh, We're at the end of the show, Stacey. Yes, the uh, the boogie woogie. Uh, uh, piano you hear in the background means that we're approaching the end of the show so we will be back next Saturday at the same usual time 7 p.m. Um, uh, 7 p.m. Yep. on uh, uh, Saturday mm-hmm. uh, for the next episode of the uh, other podcast uh, uh, let's see wait did I just see an ooh Auburn is losing to LSU 17 to nothing that's good uh, life is good uh, Alabama won so we'll be back next Saturday night 7 o'clock with the other podcast thank you for joining us Diana indeed I will see you next week good night Stacy good night Diana bye good night, y'all good night Mr. Breeze.